Yeah, you don't want to hear from Dave. I always pray that I don't say too much. <laughs> you know, uh, Brother Moore was telling me the other day, and he said it actually in the service, you don't want to just get up in the pulpit and talk and just say anything. You you want to say those things um, that the Lord wants you to say and and help people. Amen? Yes. Glory to God. Well, open your Bibles to uh, John 13. We'll start there. Um, you know, I was thinking... Again, you know, we're at the latter parts of this year, and, you know, you do reflect back on all the good things that the Lord has done for you in the year and and around you. Um, And so many good things in the church um, have happened, and so many good things are happening. And and it's a blessing, uh, from my perspective, to get to see so many of those things, uh, see people doing so many things for the kingdom of God within the church, um, but one of the greatest blessings I think that I've seen this year, and, and it should be true because it's on, our, it's on our sign out front of our church, is exceeding faith and abounding love. Um, as, 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 I've, as so many different things has happened this year and been so many different places, um, you see the love between the, the church, the, the members, the love for one another. The, lo- the love that God has created and has been built up. And, and, it's, and it is uh, encouraging from my perspective to see that because, first of all, as, a, as, a, as an associate and even with Brother Moore and Mrs. Moore, there's no way that they could do everything or I could do everything in the church. But the church is beginning, not, I shouldn't say beginning, the church is doing such a wonderful job of taking care of each other, caring about one another. And this, the faith and the love are growing, and you can watch it. It's like, it's like, it is, you know, I know in my life, you know, I can see so many things that I do differently now, that I think about differently. I see a situation, and I, and I say, now, nah, I'm not, I quit looking at it through Dave's eyes, and I see it through the eyes of the Spirit. And, and you see it for what it is, and, and you see what you may be able to do to help in the situation, rather than just judge it. Got bugs. Hopefully they're not coming out of my hair. I showered once or twice this year. <clears throat> but but it, but it is a blessing for for me to get to see and and for me to get to be a part of. You know, I've been to home goings. I've been to different events that that are happening in people's lives. And every time you can, you can you notice the love and people notice the love, and that's important. That is important. That, that is one of the most important things that we could have and take into this next year. That, that if we continue to excel and, 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 and abound in, in faith and love, then, then people will be drawn to us. Amen? Yes. And, and that's what we're looking for as a church. We're looking for things, we're, we're looking for people to be drawn to us. Right, you can go to people and you could talk to them all day, but if they're not drawn to you, they ain't gonna hear a word you say. Amen. Right? But but if there's something about you that catches them, yeah. and they sit there and they hear the things you're saying because there's an anointing on it, then you could change somebody's life right there in that moment. And it's and it's such a good thing. And you know, I know years ago we were getting ready for one of the meetings. I can't remember which one. Um, and Mrs. Moore was praying. 
And she, and then she stopped and she told us as a staff, she said, we need to see where we can be more excellent, where we can do more in this situation. And my flesh thought, do more. <laughs> you know, I'm just telling you what my flesh thought. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I could lie to you and say, oh, and say, oh, yes, Mrs. Moore, and we will do it, and we will go and do. And no, sometimes your flesh jumps in before your spirit gets a chance to slap it down. Right? <laughs> Thank God you got a spirit to slap it down with, right? But, you know, in my flesh, I'm like, do more. My, and, you know, we're right in the middle of getting ready to start, so we've already done a lot, obviously. And I'm like, do more. How could you possibly do more? And immediately I thought, that's horrible. Because what? I'm, is this it? I mean, are we, have we, have we achieved perfection today? Is this as much as we can? There's always more with God. And, 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 in, in, in going to these things, like uh, yesterday we were at a home going and, and seeing the people and the love and, and, and it blessed me, but I even realized we can even be better at this. How wonderful that is. And it made me thankful for Leaders that would not compromise what God told them to do and how God told them to do it. Amen. Amen? You know, parenting doesn't always look like love. In fact, is good parenting, your kids will be mad at you a lot. Right? Yeah, they won't always like what you're going to tell them. You know, they're just like you and me. They don't like to hear no. Right? Right? And you say, well, I can hear no. And I've told people no here. and I, Never mind. Our flesh doesn't like to hear no. And, but good parenting, good leadership will, will continue on the vision and the, the orders that God gave it. And, and this church, the church in Sarasota, I watch how the Lord uses the, the members to encourage one another, to build one another up, to, to surround one another when somebody is hurting, pick somebody up when they've fallen down. Amen? I, and when I see that, it's such a blessing. And I see it growing in me, so I know it's growing in you guys. Because God's growing us together. And what a wonderful thing to grow in. And at that, at that moment when Mrs. Moore said that, and, and my flesh said, more? You know, immediately my spirit arrested me and said, yeah, we can always do more. We can be more excellent. We can, we can if there wasn't more, more abounding love, he'd say there was an end to it. But in the Scripture, it doesn't say there's an end to it. Your love can always abound more and more. Yes. Amen? Yeah. And, and those are things that, that, we, that they'll, they'll recognize. We'll be recognized by these things. Look at, look at John 13. John 13, 35. I actually heard this verse yesterday too. He was copying off my notes, I think. <laughs> by this all men know... By this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. One to another, I'm sorry. One to another. And that's important to put one to another. Two's an action word. One to another. Love doing something for somebody else. But, but also, the, you know, we look at this verse and we say, yeah, you know, uh, Keith should love me. Right? Well, you looked at it wrong. The minute you looked at that, if you looked at that, as the victim that needs love, you didn't see the verse. Because what he told you is you would have love for another, to another. He didn't say you would need love from another. 
He said you would have love to another. And that's the kind of love. God's talking about an infinite love. Love, if I only love you or you only love me, that, that's finite. That, that's, that's, got a, that's got an end. But if we love this way, I'm loving Devin. Devin's loving Keith. Keith's loving Ed. Ed's lo- loving Stan. As hard as that would No. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Every bit of this love, and if I'm loving someone, they're loving me. So you're not having any issues at that point. Why? Because we're loving each other. In other words, you're not counting on me, and I'm not counting on you. I'm just loving you, and you're just loving me. There's so much power in that, and there's no room for offense in that. There's no room to be offended in that. If you say, well, they didn't love, you weren't loving them. Because you couldn't say they weren't loving me and be in love. You couldn't say that sentence from love. Because love is only thinking about the other person. It's, it's, you know, love is always looking for what it can do to help somebody else's success. Because when it says love never fails, that's what it means. It means it's, it's never failing. It, it is always looking to build somebody up, to take somebody further, to go, go an extra mile, to encourage, to edify. It's always looking for somebody's betterment. Is that a word? Yes. I like it. I'm a professor, you know. I just, I just, these things just come out of me because I'm so, this, it's right there. Love is always looking for the other person to excel in whatever they're doing. It also takes away competition. Yeah, and people say, well, competition. Competition in some things is okay, but not in church. No. Uh, you're not looking to out-love, uh, you know, outdo me. You're just looking to love me, right? And I'm looking to love you. And, and if we're doing that, we're never in competition with one another, right? right. And, you know, the only competition we have, I was somewhere the other day, and I couldn't buy my dinner as fast as they bought mine. Or buy their dinner. It's, um, we, we got a hold of the waitress as quick as we could, but we weren't fast enough. They'd already got a hold of her first. Yeah. Glory. Glory to God. Yeah. I mean, if that's the, that's the problems you should have yeah. in a love-filled atmosphere, exactly. right? That, that, that they beat you out of blessing you before you could bless them. And, and you were so blessed that they beat you out, yeah. right? You weren't upset. You were blessed. Yeah. Glory to God. That, that's the things we want to excel in. That's where you want to go further. That's where, and, and the way we do that is we get rid of the more. What do you mean more? We get rid of the, yeah, they need to help me. Yeah, they, no one ever helps me. But if you're always thinking of how you can help somebody else, you'll never think about who didn't help you. That's good. Ever. Why? Because you'll only have time to think about how you could help somebody else. Right? People, people will say, well, you need this and you need that. You need to love. Love is our way out of everything. Why? Because it's seeking first the kingdom of God. What's, what's, what's that, what's that uh, verse actually saying? Seek ye first the kingdom of love. Right? And His way of doing and being right. In other, in other words, if there's things in your life that you're struggling with, if you'll begin to seek first God's things, how He wants to do things, and, and His people. Because when you seek God, the first thing He's going to show you is His people. He loves His kids. He loves you and me. We are on His mind, on His heart, 
all the time. He wakes up thinking about... Uh, he doesn't wake up. He didn't go to sleep. When you wake up, he's thinking about you. When you go to sleep, he's thinking about you. When you go to work, he's thinking about you. When, when, he, when he shed abroad his love into our hearts, he was thinking about us. And he was saying, these are my kids. They should be just like me. They should be just like me. If I put their love in my hearts, they can walk around and be just like me. They can do things in the same heart that I do them. Amen? Think, think about Jesus. You know, a lot of people think, Jesus, man, that must have been hard. He wanted to do everything He did. He didn't have to do it. He wanted to do it. Love doesn't have to. It wants to. It doesn't go for somebody. It doesn't, it doesn't, uh, uh, doesn't show up at the hospital because it had to. It shows up because it wanted to. Amen? It showed up because it loved you. Right? And those are the things that we've got to get away from. We've we got to get away from even thinking that people did it that way. Well, they showed up because somebody told them to go. Well, even if somebody told them to go, they still had to go. Right? We need to think in love. Don't, don't wonder why they're there. Rejoice that they are. Amen? And, and the thing is, is, as we grow in this love, we're there because we love them. You know, I was sitting there in that home going yesterday, and we were just enjoying one another. We were just enjoying one another. We were in, and, and we're, we're at a funeral, and we're enjoying one. Why? Because we love one another. That's that's what we do, and that's what we that's what we're excelling in, and are continuing to abound in. The verses aren't on the front of the church by accident, because if you have exceeding faith and abounding love, and faith works by love, you got some good stuff going on. Amen? you got some good stuff. And this is how the world knows us. It's not because the world loves people who love it. Right? But he didn't say love people that love you. He said love one, have love one to another. In other words, start with love, keep loving, go on with love, love, and then when you're done, love and love and love, because you'll never be done loving. The world, their kind of love, it ends. It, ha- it has a place where it stops. It has a place where people say, you know, you've done too much. I can no longer forgive you. His love has no spot like that. Aren't you thankful that His love has a forgiveness and a mercy that, that, ex- that extends to, the, to before creation and after creation? It, 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 it extends as far as we could ever go and further than that because it has no end. And that's the kind of love that we want to love each other with, a love that has no end. When, when you love each other with a love that has no end, then there's no end to what you'll do. Amen? And, and, and you know, so many times we say, ah, I just don't have anything to give them. I don't have anything. Search your heart. Ask God. He's not telling you to tell somebody else about it. He's telling you to do something about it. And if He is, He'll give you the ability. Yeah. It's not always money that helps person that's broke. It's not. It is not. Sometimes a person that's broke needs something else first before money will even help them. Amen? There are so many things that are inside of us to offer people. That, and we forget the value of love. 
because we think, well, if I can't help them with this, then I, I'm, I'm really no good to them. You're good to them if maybe you just had the one thing that got them to the next step. That because so many, so much of the time, encouragement is just getting somebody to the next place, right? Encouragement is an act of love, right? And and to be a good encourager, you would have to be walking in love, right? Have you ever seen a sad encourager? You can do it. Come on. I just know you can. You'll get there. I never have, but you will. Right? You can't be a sad encourager. It doesn't work. Right? It doesn't work. I think you'll make it, but I don't know how. Come on, go boy. This, that's not encouraging at all, is it? Why? Because, because you didn't do it with love. You didn't do it with faith. You didn't do it in the, in the grace that God gave you. Because, and, and that's the thing. You know, you get somebody that's going through something and they just stop encouraging. Why? Because I need encouragement. You know, the best way to be encouraged is encourage somebody else. You know, I've been feeling bad sometimes and somebody will call and they're feeling bad and I start encouraging them and healing and I start feeling better. Why? Because I'm not being selfish. Love is completely unselfish. It is never thinking about itself. And God is going to stretch us. He's going to stretch us to get rid of all the selfish things that we think in an instant. Because in an instant, you'll think things, and not saying it's who you are, but you got flesh. It's like when somebody pulls out in front of you, right? And what is it? I guess I'm invisible today. Oh, you guys never said that? (laughs) I guess I told on myself then, didn't I? (laughs) Look at 1 Thessalonians 3. Thank you, Lord. He's helping us because this is in the coming year. As this year goes out and in the coming year, if we want to abound in love, that means we're, we're asking God to take us further than we were this year. Right? Further in love, doing more for others. And, you know, I was actually studying for this, and I was thinking, man, this is a dangerous thing to ask. You better have your flesh in check, right? (laughs) Why? Because if you ask God to do it, He's going to give it to you, right? And if He gives it to you, you better be ready to do it. Because your flesh isn't. It likes to sit on the couch and eat potato chips. (laughs) It does. Maybe yours does. Maybe yours likes broccoli. Whatever it likes. It still likes to sit on the couch and do it. Right? That's where it wants to be. It, it, your flesh is selfish and lazy, and it does not care about others. You say, well, I've always cared about others. No. You've acted like you did. <laughs> but unless it was God's love, you didn't have the love to love them with. Amen? That's why he said that he said he wants us to lo- have love one to another. If you look at the verses, as he loved us. What's he saying? I want you to love with the same love. Not the same, just the same way. The same love. See, that's the difference. You got people, love's thrown around. You know, as my daughter, uh, as she was growing up, you'd listen to them. I love you. Oh, I love you. Love you. Love you. They don't even know them. You know, you hope that they do. But really, what are they doing is throwing the word around. Because Satan would like love to be one of those words that has no power. 
But when we bring it down to what it truly is, it is powerful. It, it is the thing that runs the universe. It is the thing that, that every gift of God works by. Without it, no gift works. No, no, none of the fruits of the Spirit were... What, what's the first one? Love. Why? Because none of the rest of them mean anything unless you have the first one. Amen? And, and those, are, those are the things that we won't, we, we won't do without. Amen? And, and it all, doesn't all, you know, even like when Mrs. Moore said, we need to excel more. We need to do more in hospitality. And my mind said, they're thinking, how could we possibly do more? She's loving us. Why? Because she's saying, I, you need to be pushed to go further now. You, if you, st- you can't stay where you are and grow. Right? Like, I've been like 5'11 and a half since I was a junior in high school now. Which means I haven't grown at all. <laughs> I do have good news for you. I worked out one more time since last time I saw you. So, I'm looking pretty good. Yeah. Those New Year's resoluters won't get to me. Thank you, Lord. 1 Thessalonians 3.12 says, And the Lord make you to increase and abound in love one towards another. In other words, he doesn't just want me to abound. He wants everyone to abound. Everyone should be abounding in this same love. And it not only he's going to give you the increased love to abound with. Right? First he's going to increase your love, and then you're going to abound in it. Amen? Increase is more. Abound is bigger. Right? So you do more and bigger things through this love. In, in other words, you're now, you now have uh, the heart to do something that maybe last year you didn't have the heart to do. Right? I do a lot of things now that when the church first started, I thought I'd never do. I, I remember when uh, first time they asked me to do a hospital visit. Because I remember we were teaching Bible study. They're like, you know, we can do a lot of things, but let's, let's slow down this hospital visit thing. Right? Why? Because I was selfish. That took up my time. Sometimes, do you know people are in the hospital on Monday night? <laughs> At 7.30. That's all I'm going to tell you. Did you know that sometimes people are on the, in the hospital on Super Bowl Sunday? It was news to me. And I didn't like it. Right? You know, and these are the things. You know what? People are in the hospital on your favorite days at your favorite times too. Right in the middle of your most favorite dinner. People are in the hospital. People need you. Right? Right in the middle of whatever you got going on. In the middle of your biggest crisis, somebody else needs you. That's how you increase and abound. If you don't do anything with it, Right? That's like I said last time we preached. I don't look any different from working out two, two times in five weeks, right? Well, I definitely don't look any different for three times in eight weeks. Why? I'm not abounding and increasing in my workout. If you're going to increase and abound, you're going to do. Right? And if you refuse to do, you will never increase and abound. No pain, no gain. Right? Your flesh has to suffer... To love. Yeah. Suffer not getting its way. Right? Amen. 
And so, so to abound in, in these things and increase in, in these things, and then it says towards one another, and then it, then it goes even a step further, and only somebody that has the love of God in them can do this. He says, and towards all men. So what's he saying? Abound in love towards your brother, and also abound in love towards people that don't like you. People that don't need you. People that talk bad about you. People that you don't like. <laughs> what's he saying? He said, I want you to bow down. And what's he saying? You can do this. God is the ultimate encourager if we'll read these verses right. Because anything he tells you to do, he gives you the ability to do. He's encouraging you. He's saying, I want you to have love towards one another. And I'm going to stretch you a little bit. <laughs> love all men too. In other words, when you're at the store, find somebody to love. Right? Yeah. Glory to God. And, and, and you know what happens? Is the, one, the, the, the first people, the ones that you're having love one towards another in the church, you, after you leave, God sends one of them behind you. Why? Because they love the same way you love. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And, and then they do it again. And all of a sudden, these people are saying, wow, what's going on? Yeah. And they're starting to search their hearts saying, why does this keep happening? Why? Because God's sending love to all men. How's he going to send it? Through you and me. Through you and me. What a great thing. Why? Because no one else can do it. You know, I know we've talked about it, but when, when he says pray for all those in authority, kings and all those in authority, why, why does he ask us to do it? Because we have love. No one else. You can't pray and not love. Right? But he asks us to do it. Why? Because he put the love in us to do it. Right? The things that he asks us to do, he's stretching us and he's saying, okay, you, you, you did love. You did do these things. You went to the hospital on Super Bowl Sunday. You, 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 right? you got up and from the middle of your meal and you ran to help somebody else. You've, you're, but I want you to abound. I want you to increase. I want to stretch you. I want to, that's what I'm, and I, and I, and I, I, my flesh hesitates to say this. I'm so thankful for the Moors. They constantly stretch me. My flesh screams more often when, <laughs> right? Because when they call, they're not—they're not just asking you to do something you can do, right? They're asking you to do things you've never done and can't do. Thank you, Lord. Why? Because they're not trying to win a popularity contest; they're trying to move the kingdom of God forward. Did you know that leadership and, and parenting are not popularity contests? That's why you're called mom and dad and not friend. <laughs> there may be times where you'll be a good friend to your, to your kids. There's going to be more times where they don't want to hang with you. Because sometimes you're the one that has to say no. You're the one that says, this is what we're going to do. And sometimes they're not going to want to do what you want to do. But guess what? You're going to stick to your guns because that's the way God showed you to do it. Amen? If you're walking in love. Amen? God's helping us today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Look at James 5. 5.16. We're looking at more things that, that, that God gives us to do. These are enablers. When he, when he says do it, you're enabled to do it. Um, confess your faults to one another. 
Let me rephrase that. It says, confess your faults one to another. Why? Because one to another is the same way you love. Right? You're not, don't, go, don't confess your faults to somebody that doesn't love you because why? They can't forgive you. Right? Mm-hmm. Only real love can forgive. So you used to start confessing, ah, <laughs> you confess your faults to the wrong person, you'll get a lifelong enemy. Right? Because you just told them something, oh, I can't believe you did that. I, I just can't believe you did that. You know what I learned? Never look at a situation and say, I would never do that. Right? Add your by the grace of God. That'll never happen to me. But never look at a situation and say, that'll never happen to me. What are you saying? I am so strong, nothing like that could happen to me. Yeah, no. You're not that strong. You, you have flesh just like anybody else. Amen? So to confess your faults one to another, you're confessing your faults to the same person, the same people that love you one to another. Right? And, and that's the people that you can trust. Trust comes with love. Right? If, if I don't know that you love me, I don't know that I trust you. Right? People say, well, I'm so trustworthy. You can tell me anything. And you tell them and then later on you hear from six different people what you told them. Right? And what you really were wanting was prayer, not gossip. Amen. Right? Yes, sir. And, and, and it's important that we're able to trust these people. But when we know they love us, and when they do love us, we can trust them. And we can confess our faults one to another. I can come to, some, to my brother, to my sister, and I can say, you know what? I got this going on in my life, you know? Um, I, I tell people that I'm invisible when they pull out in front of me. It's really a bad habit of mine. And I get a little bit upset with them when they drive too slow or swerve back and forth in the lanes. And, and I really need, you know, I want you to pray for me. What are you saying? I want you to love me enough because I don't like being this way anymore. And I know because you love me that you can pray. Yeah. You can pray and I'll be helped. Yeah. Why? Because you love me. Yeah. We love one another. And because I love you, I know I can talk to you. See, that's the thing. We're, we're looking at this like, 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 well, I love them, but they don't love me back. Christian love loves reciprocal. That's how we're going to be known. If it's not working that way, if we have what they call, what they call schisms in the church, divisions, if we have backbiting and fighting, then we have problems. Right? Why? Because... We're not being what he said in, in John 13, right? You can't be known if you don't love, have love one to another. You could be known, but not as, love, not, a, not, as, not as his disciples, right? right? So when we walk around, do we want to be known as the disciples of Christ or part of the world, right? Really, you could say part of the solution or part of the problem, right? So when Christians refuse to love, they become part of the problem. Why? Because God gave them a greater call when He put the love of God in them through the Holy Spirit in their heart. He gave us all a greater call. What? An ability that we didn't have before we were saved. The ability that we didn't have was to love beyond measure. And now we have the ability to love beyond measure, but love beyond our own feelings, our own flesh, our own desires. We have, we, our desire now becomes your success. When you love, your desire is the other person's success. It never is, I need, I need, I need, I want, I want, I want. And, and it's not manipulating people to get their way. 
Why? Because if you're loving them, you're not trying to get their way. You're trying to get their way. You're not trying to get your way. You want their way. Right? right. That's, that's what love does. It's trying to get them to a better place. Amen? I mean, that's what, that's what we have to get in our heads is that loving one, one to another is me loving you and you loving me. It's not me loving you only. It's, it's love between us. And, and that's, what, that's what we see when we go to funerals together. That's what we see when we show up at the hospital. That's what we see when we come together in a service and, and, and everybody says hug somebody or shake somebody's hand, tell them you're glad to see them. You really are. Right? You're not just shaking somebody's hand saying, well, sure, I'm glad to see you, Dan. <laughs> yeah. No, you're saying, Dan, thank God you're here. Yeah. And you don't have to say all those words. Why? All you had to do was shake their hand. That's true. All you had. Why? Because the love was already there. You're not. You're not. You're not deciding to love. You are love. You are a child of love. Amen. It is. It is part of your DNA. It's part of my DNA. When we step out the door, we're apt to love. Why? Because we are love. And when we begin to do things this way, then we begin to see things happen in our own midst. Uh, you, you see, uh, and, and I don't, and I don't know that this is the right word, but a camaraderie that that we we stick together, that we don't quit on each other. Look at look at Ecclesiastes. This is in the marriage vows, but it's so much more. Ecclesiastes four. Ecclesiastes four it says two are better than one. Oh, I didn't give you a verse, did I? Be hard to put it on there. Four nine it says two are better than one because they have good reward for the labor. In, in, in other words, you could say we're two, but you could be two singles, or you could be the number two. Right? You could be one and one, or you could be two. Right? Two is actually one number. But it's two. It's one, it's, it's, it's one number that works together. Right? And that's the kind of two he's talking about. He's talking about a reciprocal two. A two, in other words, there's so many, what's the next verse? Here, here, we'll make it work. Yeah. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. You know, I was praying the other day about a situation. I said, well, Lord, what's the, what's the, what's the answer to the situation? He said, the one needs to pick the other up. But see, when you're not walking in love, you're looking to be picked up, not to pick up. Amen? Amen? And we got too many people that are having problems with one another, and neither one is willing to pick the other up. They just want to be picked up. In other words, what do they want? They want their way. Right? Well, that's why these are in the marriage verses. If you're married, your job is to always pick up your spouse. No matter what. Well, you don't know what they did. It doesn't matter what they did. Your part is to pick them up. You are their greatest fan, their biggest encourager, and you are the person that is always there for them, never gives up on them, never quits on them, always hopes for them. Right? 
These are the things you're looking for. In a church, if you're loving one to another, you're the person that never quits on your other, uh, on your other members, your other parts. You're the person that is always there for them. You're the person that will build them up, lift them up. You'll be the one when they're, when they, when they look like they're about to get down. You love them. You exhort them. You encourage them. You tell them you're going to make it. You, you get Friday night service and you say, hey, that's under the curse of the law. No way. Does God want you to have that? And Christ redeemed you from it. You find everything in every way to get them back. Right? Because you're not wanting to separate from them and become two ones again. You're wanting to remain two. We're wanting to remain together as a church, as a body. When we show up at the hospital at the funeral, we're bringing ourselves together. And we're picking one another up. Amen? It is important to always be there for one another. Amen? And if we're talking bad or backbiting or saying, hey, did you hear about them? Huh? Did, you hear, did you hear about what's going on in their life? Did you hear about what they did last week? Did you hear about... You don't need to hear about it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> if, if two are together, I don't want one of them to tell me what the other one did bad. Because yeah. you know what my next question? Did you pick them up? Yeah. Right? Well, you don't know what they did. Well, did you pick them up? Or did you leave them laying there? Or did you pick them up? You got two choices. You can leave them laying there or you can pick them up. Love picks them up. Love, if they start to fall, love grabs a hold of them. Says, hey, come on, come on, come on. You got this. You got this. It doesn't quit. It doesn't give up. It goes the extra mile. It does the extra thing. And it's always there. And, and it's, it's, it's two working together. The church is many parts that work together to do God's will in the earth. You know what His number one will is? That you love. Because in that, the whole law is fulfilled. Right? When, when we walk in love and love our neighbor, then we fulfill the law of Christ. And, and this, is, this is what God's desire is for us. And he, His desire is, you know, just like, you know, I'll tell you what, go to Hebrews. We'll go to that. We'll go to there next. Hebrews 10. His desire is that we encourage. If somebody, like in James 5, if somebody comes and confesses your faults, that's why he's saying you need to be, you need to be walking in this love. Why? Because if somebody's going to confess their faults, then you now have the ability to pray with them and to be a help. And so I, you've got to be in love to be able to do that. Because if you don't, you will get upset at what they did. Now, on the other hand, if you're going to confess your fault, don't tell them the story since you were two. <laughs> right? Go right to it. Say, I got a problem with this. I need prayer. Right? You don't need, to, we don't need any gory details. You know, your, your flesh does not need a picture. Right? Your spirit needs a picture, a picture of love, a picture of how we can get through this, a picture of how I can encourage you to come through. Amen? Your, 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 your flesh, you don't want to paint it any broader picture, you know, because, you, yeah, you know, and I'm sure at some point, I, now I probably know, I'm, I'm a get-to-the-point guy, but some people want to tell you the whole story of how they got, why would, why would we need to know how you got there? Because the only reason you tell how you got there is to try to justify why you're there, yeah. right? <laughs> well, the easiest thing is to confess your fault. If you want to justify why you're there, it's not a fault, it's not my fault. This happened and this happened. The next thing I know, here I was. 
you know what, this happened and the Holy Spirit told you to stop. That happened and God said, don't. And <laughs> how do I know? Uh, maybe, maybe I've missed it. <laughs> maybe. Where did I say? Go Hebrews 10? Hebrews 10. Here's what we're to do. Here's what love does. It says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Our job is to encourage one another. Why? Because you love one to another. So your job is to spur each other on. Your job is, if you see somebody... Well, in fact, that's what this verse talks about. What 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 if everybody in here noticed when people were gone? When someone was missing? Right? Because I can't call everybody that didn't come to church today and check and make sure they're okay. And don't get me wrong, there are times where I do. I see It's a while since I've seen somebody, and I just call them and say, hey, you doing okay? Just hadn't seen you in a while. I don't assume they're backsliding or not saved anymore. Right? I, I, I love them, right? I love them. I assume they got things going on in their life and they've just been busy. But, but you know, if, if everybody in here noticed when somebody was missing, and took the time to call them because there's somebody you know. If you, you know, or find out about them, ask. Or tell Cassie, she needs that kind of information. Right? If everybody did that, then we would be there to spur them on. Because so many times what the devil does is he gets you thinking wrong. First of all, he gets you thinking out of love. Yeah. Well, I've been missing from church two weeks and nobody's even called. Right. Yep. Well, that's because why? Somebody could have. You know, I was in the youth one night, and I told them, I said, I said, look around, and, and I said, how many people notice some, that somebody's not here tonight? And they all just about raised their hand that somebody they noticed wasn't there tonight. I said, what if before you leave here, because we know youth all have each other's phone numbers. <laughs> yeah, that's just the way it is, you know. I don't even know how Ramsey holds all the, fish, all the numbers that are in her phone. But and she's not even a youth anymore. But what if we, before we left here, or right as we're leaving here, call one of those people? And just say, hey, I missed you at church tonight. You know, hope everything's going good. Just wanted to let you know I, I noticed you weren't there and I missed you. Right? What, what a great thing. Yes. That, that's what he's talking about doing in this verse. He's talking about encouraging one, one another to not quit meeting together. To spur one another. Why? Why does he want us to meet together? Because we're here to encourage one another. We're, he wants us to meet together and encourage one another and, and to know one another and to love one another. And, you know, when, when we start seeing, you know, that joke that the minister told yesterday, he, he said, it was her, or your mom said it, wasn't she? She, she used to say, what she said, church members are sometimes like old cars. They start missing a lot before they quit altogether. <laughs> That's a good saying. And you know what? It's, it's proven true. If you see somebody that starts missing a lot, it, it's not long. They're going to quit altogether. We don't want people to quit. Why? Because love never quits on anybody. Right? And, and what if they are offended at something? Do we want them offended? Right? We, we want to try and get them out of that offense. I'm not saying we can. Some people like to be offended. But love is not just going to let it go. Right? This, this verse here says, says, it says, let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together as some have, ha, some are in the habit of doing. This is the NIV version. But let us encourage one another. What's he saying? 
People say, well, if they wanted to come to church, they could come. They know the door's open. They know, they know I love them. Right? That sounds like love. They know I love them. It's like when your wife says, says, do you love me? And you say, I'm here, ain't I? <laughs> that's, that's not going to work. That's not encouraging or an encouragement. Amen. <laughs> encouragement is say, where are you at? What's going on? Tell me what I can do. Everything okay? You know, what if they just didn't have gas money to get to church? Wow, how easy could that be fixed? How easy could that be fixed? But love has to reach out first. Love has to reach out. And, and, and you know, everybody comes to church and they say, well, yeah, that's, that's what staff's there for. There's not enough of us then. And we're not going to get anything else done. That's all we're going to do all day is call people that we haven't seen. And we're not going to get it. Why? Because you could do it. Mm-hmm. Right? It didn't say uh, have the staff love one have the staff love everybody. It said ye love one another. <laughs> right? I guess we think, well, the disciples were the only ones that were supposed to love, and then they loved the whole church. No. We're supposed to love one to another. And when we do it right as a body of Christ, you'll notice when people are missing. You'll make the call. Or if you don't have a way to get them hold of them, you can call us and say, hey, hadn't seen them in a while. You know if they're doing okay? We'll, we'll check on them. I'll tell you what, Mrs. Moore, Brother Moore, they've both had me check on people. And, and that's just from seeing from here. Can you imagine if we have all these eyes? All these eyes looking for others. And people say, well, Dave, this isn't really what I wanted to hear today. i got problems. <laughs> this is what you need to hear. This is exactly what you need to hear. This is an answer to your problem is loving someone else out of theirs. This is the answer. This is what God puts in us. He didn't say, when you feel bad, go, go tell everyone. <laughs> he didn't. See how many you can drag down with you. <laughs> right? He, he, didn't, he said, don't worry about things, the things of life. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. In other words, if every time I come up on one of my brothers and sisters and I'm seeking their peace, their joy, their love, when I'm seeking their good, then I'm not seeking mine. Right? Did you know seeking your own good is called, there's a word for it? It's called selfishness. (laughs) Yeah. Now, it would be different if you're seeking your own good so you can do good to others. That would be a different story. But then you're not seeking your own good, really. And and I've been a professional at it, so don't get me wrong. I don't want to be selfish. I don't like it. You you, you ever ever think something and it it makes you just feel bad all of a sudden because you're like, I can't believe I thought that. You're growing. Because you used to think that all the time and never notice it. You're growing. It's a good thing. When you notice things that you don't like in you anymore, it's a good thing. Because before you didn't notice it. <laughs> There's too many things that I've noticed in my own life. I'm like, oh. And I'm like, God, when did I get that? He said, you've had it all along. <laughs> right? 
We don't have to be that way. He's put His love in our hearts. He's put, our, he's put us together with people that love us. And He's given us an ability to, to go beyond and above and, and abound in these things. And, and through this ability, the, the church operates. And it operates like a body. Every part taking care of another. Right? If every part is working properly, then there's no part picking up the slack for somebody else. Why? Because that part's working properly. It's, it's doing its job. It's doing what it's called to do. If we love the way God get, gave us the ability to love, then we'll never have somebody in need in the church. Why? Because the person in need will be too busy trying to meet somebody else's need, and the person that knows they need will be too busy trying to meet their need. Why? That's reciprocal love. See, this person's loving, and this person's loving, and this person's loving, and you keep on loving, and you love. The, the way God works is not, he, he doesn't work like this. He works in a line that never ends. Right? In other words, keep passing it down, and, and, the, and the person that started it, it's coming back right here. It's never going to quit. Why? He's infinite. Right? He has no beginning and no end. Everything he has comes just like this. And, and you're never going to do without if you have love one to another. He's not. Te- he, that's why you'd be known because it's so different from what the world has. The world's kind of love has an immediate end. I've had people in the world that loved me one day and the next day they would not talk to me. Right? Why? Because they don't have love that forgives. They don't have love that's tender-hearted. Look at Ephesians 4. This is the kind of love we have. It's an encouraging love. Ephesians 4, 32. It's in the B.E. You get into the B.E. chapter. And when you read these things, you have to read them thinking love. Because the first, the first thing it says um, is, and be ye kind. Well, kind is a quality of love. So what's he telling you? He's saying, use what I've given you. Use what I've given you. Be ye kind to one another. Use that love that I've put in you to love others with. Be tenderhearted. In other words, notice when something's not right. When you talk to somebody and they don't sound the same way they say, they may be saying, you know, we're good as faith people of saying the right things. But if you know them, you know the heart. And you say, okay, but tell me what's going on. Let me, let me get hooked with you. Tell me what's going on. Right? They're saying, oh, I feel great. I feel great. I'm healed in Jesus' name. You know what? Keep saying the right words, but let me get my faith hooked with you. Let me get my faith hooked with you. In other words, that, that's, tenderhearted is not crying at the drop of a hat. It's being, it's being connected in such a way that your heart and their heart are one, and you can see when they have a need, that you can see when it's time to go, when it's time to stay, when it's time to help, when it's time to not. It's tenderhearted. It's easily, your, your heart's easily invoked into the situation. Right? Forgiving one another. What's he saying? I want you to love. Forgiving one another. What You can't forgive outside of love. There's no such thing. You ever had somebody in the world forgive you? And then later on they say, hey, don't you remember when you did this? <laughs> that's not forgiveness. Right? That's a, that's a debt that you owe. Right? And someday when I need it, I'm going to bring it up again and make you pay. Right? But through God, 
We can be kind, tender-hearted, forgiving. And, just, and, then, and then he says, I want you to do it just like Christ forgave you. What's he saying? He's saying, I want you to love the way Christ loved. I want you to forgive the way Christ forgave. Why? Because it's the only way to do it. It's the only way to do it. it. It's just like when we were in James 5. You, you can listen to somebody and listen to their faults, but then you, because of love, the righteous man, righteous man loves. A righteous man. His, why, does, why does his prayer availeth much? Because he walks in love. He wa- in other words, if somebody's praying for you that loves you, oh, that's a prayer. You know, when somebody comes up and says, what's wrong? Okay, let's pray. Lord, heal Keith. I don't know what's really wrong with him. I think he's just a big baby, but you could heal him. I'd appreciate it. But when somebody actually cares and they know that you desire to be well and that you know God wants them well and that you know that Christ has redeemed them for the curse and you reach up and you grab their hand and say, come on, let's hook faith. This is gone. Amen? Amen? And, and, and then love has its full access into that situation and faith begins to work at its full capacity. Faith in its full capacity said light be, and there it was. That's faith in its full capacity. Faith in its full capacity said have your sight, and it came. Faith in its full capacity said don't be bowed over, touch the lady, and she wasn't bowed over anymore. That's faith in its full capacity working by love. Because faith outside of love will never work in its full capacity. Amen? And that that's what we're looking to do. We're looking to... Be that to one another. And it's not just within this building and within the Sarasota building. It's, you know, I noticed in the meetings this year with the pastors and the people that came, there's a, there's a love between us. We're, we're growing together. Even the, even the guests, the people that come in, the ministers, the people that, the, the, e, the e-members, the people that watch online that get to come, we're, we're connected. And we're becoming more and more connected. And we don't want anything to stop that. We want to keep abounding and increasing in love and faith. We want to keep going and going further. Why? Because we are a witness to the world. And we can help each other. How much better to be a help to one another than to be a hindrance? Right? I mean, if I, what if I really did? Yeah, Keith, he's just a big baby. He don't need healing. I mean, that's not going to help anybody. But, but when we know... When we know that the love of us toward the love of God towards them is in us, then we have power to connect with them because we're now doing what he said. We're having love one to another. Amen? Keith's saying all the right things. He, he's, he, he's, he's quoting all the right verses, but he needs some encouragement. I can encourage him in love. I can, I can get him here. I can call someone that I didn't see the last few weeks that, that used to sit over here, but they haven't been there lately. I can call them or I can check on them somehow. You can do these things. That's tender-hearted. That's tender-hearted. That, that's, that's the, that, tender-hearted means God can nudge you. He can nudge you and say, Hey, you seen this person? Like, oh, no, I hadn't lately. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the Holy Spirit. That's the Spirit of love. Saying, I love them. Check on them. And you're saying, I love them too. I'm going to check on them. Why? Because it's reciprocal. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Go to, I think it's 1 Peter, and we'll close. You know why we'll close with it? 1 Peter 3? Because it says, finally. So I can't go any further than that, right? It says, finally. Finally.
Isn't that when you quit preaching? And it says final? Yeah. See, I got a witness right here. It says finally. Thank you, Lord. He's helping us. This, this, uh, this has been a great year. And we're going to move forward. We're going to move. We don't want to stay still, right? We don't. We don't want to. We don't want to be complacent. We want to go further than we've ever been. We want to love. We want to love higher and greater than we ever have. And we want our faith to abound. And the the way your faith, the the greatest attribute of your faith is joining with somebody else. It's not getting your new car. <laughs> You'll get your new car because you joined your faith. Amen. Don't get me wrong. You want to believe God for stuff. But your faith is so much more valuable than a new car. Amen. Glory to God. Don't get mad at me. Remember we didn't say, I said I wasn't going to give you any opinions. First <laughs> Peter 3.8 says, Finally, finally, be ye all of one mind, having compassion one or the other. In other words, think the same way. In other words, uh, if I'm thinking about you, you're thinking about me. If I'm, if we're thinking about how how to get something done, we're thinking the same thing. We're, we're in a, God's using our minds to accomplish His will, and and in doing so, we're having compassion, compassion, love, and action. Lo, what what love is going to do? In, a, in other words, don't just have the same mind. Use that love and do something about it. Amen. You know, we, we want to love one another on such a level that we're always walking in that love, in that compassion to where we're ready to do something at any time, any place, anywhere, any time God shows us somebody. And if you're ready, you'll see more people. Right? I remember when I first started helping the Lord, I'd see a few things. But as I've grown, I see so much more. You know, you can look, you can, you know, and I'm not saying anything, but you can look across the crowd and you say, hmm, I wonder if they're doing well in your spirit, right? I wonder how things are going with them. Hmm? You know what I was thinking about them when they stood up today? I met them before this church ever began. I did, I did floor covering for them, gosh, back in the early 90s maybe. Yeah, knew them before that. And then I thought, what, 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 grand, what a grandfather we serve that he allows us to be in the same place later doing good things, doing good things. Amen? Amen. And, and you just look, you look across the crowd and, and, you, and, the, and you're tenderhearted and, and you're compassionate. And so as you're compassionate, God's always showing you. He's saying, love them. Do this for them. Shake their hand. Give them a hug. Just let them know you're here. It's, always, it's, it's not something big. You don't have to be afraid. If he tells you to go do something that you've never done, he gives you the ability to do it. Trust me. I've done a whole bunch of things that I'd never done before. But the Lord's helped me every time I've stepped out. Amen? He's a good God. He says, finally, brethren, finally, brethren, be all of one mind, having compassion one of another. Love as brethren. Be pitiful and be courteous. Sure, I'm not sure pitiful works out good. It's a King James word. <laughs> but but it does mean care about care about people. Don't, don't you know, don't just say, ah, they'll get through. Right? Oh, they'll make it. Care about them. Care about you know, the number one thing you can do is just care. Not have care. Care. Right? That's that's a form of love, care. 
not not take on their care. You don't that that would be a waste of time. Don't take on their care, but care. And that that's what that's what I've seen uh, coming up more and more in both the churches this past year. Our care for one another has increased more and more. It's abounded, and our faith is our our love's exceeding. Our faith is abounding, and and in these things. I can see the Lord blessing each other. He's blessing us through one another. And it's so cool. And I think this year will be a greater year than we've ever had if we start this way and we say, you know what, Lord, this has been good, but we want it to be gooder. We want to go further. We want to, we want to go higher. We, we want to love where we didn't love before. We want to watch and see things that we didn't see before. We want to know things and be prepared for things that, that, that we can help in. And, and we want to not be afraid to do it. But always be loving one to another. Amen? Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. How many have noticed that within the church body? How, how many have, have, have gotten some love this year that, that maybe they didn't expect? Didn't expect it, didn't expect it, and somebody just showed up and loved them. Amen? God's good about that. And, and as, as we get better at that, everybody's hand will go up. Because you know what? There's not anybody here that couldn't use... Did you know you can't be over-encouraged? Right? You know, you call somebody and they say, uh, you say, how are you doing? They say, oh man, I am so great. You say, oh, I guess I can't encourage them. Yeah, you can. <laughs> you sure can. Say, man, that is awesome because things are even going to get better than this. Can you imagine how great you're going to be after we get done talking? If you're great now, man, you're going to be the greatest of great. Glory to God. Because we, we can, you can't be over-encouraged. You can't, you can't over-love somebody with the love of God. They may not like it. My mom used to overlove me with it all the time. I said, Mom, stop. <laughs> She'd say, oh, it just means you need more. Right? And that's the truth. If somebody tells you to quit loving them, they need more. Glory to God. You got a song? <laughs>